Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Addy. And this is episode... 86. I need to. I, I was. I started Italian at the beginning of lockdown, and I practiced oh, my numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I should remember. I started to practice my numbers, and I should say them in Italian, but I can't remember. Um, it was about a month ago, and now I can't remember any of the numbers. Eighty-three. Eighty. Do you know any Italian? <laughs> no. Bella. That probably is beautiful. But I think that's a beautiful um, like woman or girl. So it's feminine. So if it was like a man, it would be like bello. Oh, yes. You know, our friend Marco has taught me a little bit of Italian. Because I say, ciao bella. And he goes, ciao bello. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's ciao bella. Like, You're a dickhead. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but I've been trying to do it with Ed's, but I get a bit nervous because I need to start speaking it. But obviously, he's like, Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it turns out he's not as good at Italian as I first thought. I thought he'd be like absolutely fluent, but it's actually like not like. You thought you were living like dating Mario. Literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it turns out no, like he's still like learning, and all, you know, he, <laughs> he needs like to like study a little bit more to actually be like properly fluent, you know. Well, since we said he was like he lived in Edinburgh, I was like, say what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like the least Italian Italian person. No, no, no. exactly. Um, but he does eat only pasta and pizza. To be fair, um, that's my healthy. Well, this is what I'm trying to say. So, like, obviously, like, we've been seeing each other now. And then um, you and I both know for ourselves that what we eat is very important and changes our body quite drastically. Oh, yeah. Well, well all he eats for breakfast is, like, bread covered in, like, jam, pastries, and, like, cereal with loads of sugar. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is ridiculous. And He's then so svelte. Exactly. Svelte is the right word. Um, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. That's like, unfair. I know. I know. But yeah, apart from that, Ashley's back in London. I'm back in London, baby. Yes. Yeah. Glad to be back. Sadly for more, but I'm glad to be back. Are you going to miss, did you cry when you left your mum? I got a bit of mosh. She got a mosh. She's like, I wish you'd just go. Ah, please just go. <laughs> and I'm like, one more day, mum. Just fuck off. Some freedom, but imagine like not being hassled every minute of every hour. <laughs> I know, it feels great. The question is, was your room fully decorated <laughs> by the time that you left? Yeah, it was. It was finished? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I think the room was... The last couple of weeks have actually been really good at home. Mum and I... Sort of in like a, if you can't beat them, join them sort of stance. 100%, right? And I've bought on board of this Animal Crossing game. And I have to say, I'm actually now addicted to it. And she loves it. Like, she... Last night we were playing together and she came over to my island and we should have a little look around and I went over to her island and she gave me some flowers to bring back. And Are you surprised by the fact that you really love the game now? Because I'm not. I'm... I'm... Oh, my emails are going off. So busy. Everyone's like, my God, no. you just made it to London. They heard. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're good. No, I had to go to the office before this and see me replying on my office email. Um, I'm... I am shocked I like it, you know? But then I'm also, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know. It is just really good and I play it quite a lot. 
Um, because you know, like I think there's a thing that people have, and I don't think I'm not saying this actually for you in particular, because I don't think this is true. But you know, those people that be like, oh well, if everyone likes it, so obviously like this kicked off at the beginning of lockdown. Mm. They don't like the things that everybody likes based on the fact that everybody likes it. Yeah. So because Animal Crossing was trending, some people will be like, well, I'm not gonna play the game. I'm not gonna get involved with it. Whatever. I can be a bit like that. Like whenever um, A Star Is Born came out and it was everywhere and everybody was like, oh my god, it's so good. And I was like, well, it's not that good. No, but that's it. after watching it, though. No, no, I've not seen it. I just like, I'm not going to watch it. Oh. it. It can't be that good. Just to be clear, it is nowhere near as good as everyone thinks it is. Okay, not that, even close. I thought it was really good. Another, <laughs> another <laughs> it's example. Not, it's not. Like, look, look, we're just going to stick with this on one second. A Star is Born is so overrated, and Lady Gaga isn't even that good. <gasps> like, honestly, she's not. And it's so weird, because my brother, who's, like, emotionless in a lot of ways, thought it was, like, one of the saddest things. So At the nice. end, like, spoiler alert, you, you have watched it, you're saying now. At the time, you hadn't watched it. Mm. Um, when Bradley Cooper dies, he was like super emotional and everyone was. I was like, it was obviously going to happen. Like, obviously. It's yeah. not that deep. Yeah. Even though you know it's going to happen, doesn't mean it's not bad. Like, you cry every single time at Titanic, even though you know that ship is going to sink. Look, that has a deeper meaning. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't cry at the fact that the old people are there. It's like this... Um, and at the time in particular, because um, I've been sort of working on it anyway, but like I have... Or had I'm still like this massive fear of like death in general. So this idea that they would just like come into terms with the fact that they've lived a great life and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've been crying so much recently though. We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> um, um, another example is uh, the Greatest Showman. Again, it was blew up everywhere, and I was like, I'm not going to watch it. It can't be that good. Hugh Jackman is not that good. And then I watched it, and I was like, Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I wanted to stand up. We don't watch it together, do we? No, no, no. I watched it with Drew. I think he must be in Ireland then. And I was, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to stand up and just like applaud because I thought like the me- the acting and the story is horrific, horrendous, <laughs> 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 like awful. But the songs, just the songs, make up for it one hundred percent. And the yeah. costumes. The only one who I think is really good um, acting in it, I would say, is um, Zendaya. She was really good. I thought she was really, really strong. I think she's it. so beautiful. Yeah, um, she was like my favorite. I would say in it, whereas. Um, Zac Efron and Jack Hughes. Jack, Zac Efron is so beautiful. Why did I say Jack? What's his name? Hugh Jackman. I'm like Jack Human. Jack <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, because it's going around now, isn't it? This dad bod thing, and people are like, "This is like destructive to the world," because mm. um, it's not a dad bod. It's not. It's not a dad bod at all. <laughs> no, right? it's not. Dad's look like that. Oh like, my god. Um, but he is. He's. He's just a thicker twink now. He used to be really mm. thin, didn't he? I watched his show. I remember when I was younger, and he was on it. He was like this teenager, and it was called. Um, it was something like California Beach or something. Do you have? Do you have a TV channel called Trouble? It was on like cable. We never had Sky, but I do know of it. Yeah, and it kind of had a lot of like Blossoms and all that shit. Yeah, a lot of Blossom was Nickelodeon, but like oh. it was like a little bit older version. Trouble was a bit like teenager type stuff as opposed to like Nickelodeon. Like sister, sister. And it had no, that's also Nickelodeon. Oh. Um, <laughs> more like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. Um, in the house. Mm. It had a slight like um, rough edge to it, I guess, in some respects, or a little bit more. It was just a little bit more like a teenager, but it had this show um, about this California beach, and he was like this teenager with like this big old gap tooth, and he was like really unattractive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Suddenly, boom, just the proper glow up. Yeah. Um, well, he is ridiculously fit. He's crazy hot. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, I haven't watched that Netflix yet, but I will watch it. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I actually really love Animal Crossing. Um, I I also don't think there's a risk of some of the characters dying causing me emotional heartache because um, they're all cartoon 
animals. I feel like they wouldn't die in a kid's thing. No, no, they don't die. Yeah. You can kick them off your island, though. My mum had this penguin that she hated. So she would, like, talk to other people on her island, except for that one, and made sure that he seen. And then he'd get really unhappy and then want to leave the island. She'd be like, okay, bye. Is it a real, like, someone else, like, in real life? No, no, no. So on your, island, you, on your island, you have yourself, and then you can have up to ten other animal characters. Um, and then, like, out of, I think there's over 400 animal characters, so you get one of them. Did you say that one of the only things is turtles or something, the only pets you can keep on Animal Crossing? Yeah. Well, it's not even a pet. It's just basically you can catch a turtle from the water. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I, I haven't played it yet. Now I, am, now I am in the game. I know. So you can catch a turtle from the water and keep it in your corner. Uh, so it's not really a pet. It's just like... A captive. Yeah. Well, usually like, what, what you do prisoner. is... You can cap... Basically, if you catch stuff with your fishing net, you can put it in the museum. Like fish? Yep, put a fish in the museum. And they built this whole museum, which is really cool. So you put bugs, fish, all this different stuff in there. <laughs> or you can sell it to the shop. So you, if you caught it, you'd sell it to the shop to get bells, which is money. So. That doesn't make any sense. Something that's it's so like, widely what is... available could go to a shop or a museum for people to go and look at. Yeah. Why would you put some random, like, obvious fish in we... a museum? What when you see the museum? I'll show you after we record. You'll be so impressed. You'll okay. be like, I want to get this game. I'll be like, okay, boo. But yeah, no, it's good. I actually, I really like the game. I, I was saying um, earlier on that it's a really good game in the sense of it teaches kids about the value of money because in the game, you move into your house. Mm. In order to get more storage, like to save things, you have to upgrade your house, but you have to take a loan out to upgrade your house, and then you have to pay back the loan from the money that you get from fishing or from catching bugs. And, um, it also teaches, you know, in essence, the stock market, because you every Sunday <laughs> you buy turnips, and the turnips change in price throughout the week, and so you have to try and sell them at a high price to get a profit, mm. or you sell them at a low price. If you don't sell them, they rot after seven days. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, seven human days. So, like, even now? Yeah, so it all runs in real time. <laughs> well, the thing is, then you have to always play it. Well, it... If you, like, for example, I played this morning before I left. If I don't go if I don't go on for a couple of days, nothing happens. Like, a, a few weeds will grow. Um, and some of my waters... My, some of my flowers won't. Like, you have to water your flowers every day if you want them to crossbreed. So, if I... You, for example, if you plant a pink rose next to a white rose and you want to... If you plant a red rose next to a white rose and you want a pink rose, you have to water it every day for three days and the pink <laughs> rose will come. But if you don't, it'll not happen. So, yeah. It is, like, it's a really, it's a very thought-out game. Well, there's been a few versions, though. That's not the first one. Oh, how, what? Is no, this two? No. Is this only two? Or is it... No, those, those, they've come back years. Nice. Yeah, I remember when it got released for the Wii, which is probably where I got this hate for it because I didn't really like how much time I had to put into the game. I didn't understand. I Did just, you have it back then? No, this is when I when I worked for Nintendo. Oh, okay. Um, and I just want to do a lot of Mario stuff because we had we had a Wii in the corner, or yeah, we used to be able to go and play when we had downtime. So this game, which I absolutely resented, came out, and I was like, "Who wants the fucking Animal Crossing game? I want I want to not do my job and go play Mario Kart." I'm not very good. Like I like like plot driven <clears throat> kind of things and like a narrative or like mm. some sort of action based stuff, but something that's just like open world and yeah, it's not really they're not really like sort of my jam that kind of thing. Um, because of that, like I have to keep. I think I can sometimes be 
I don't want to say obsessive because I'm definitely not obsessive, but I can fixate on something sometimes. And that kind of game that requires you to constantly go back and just basically maintain what you have mm. means that I'd either have to be all in or not at all. Mm-hmm. Like I'd really struggle to find like a middle ground. Yeah. Um, and so if I'd started that, then I would just, I would just think about it like all the time. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, oh, I need to play it before I leave the house. I need to play it before, you know, and then that's me right now. Well, that's the thing, because there's something about playing a Switch on, like, public transport that I find a bit, like, over the top, you know, where that's supposed to be, like, adult time where you might listen to music, read, or listen to a podcast. So I feel like playing a game, a Switch, mm. a full console, is, like, for me, like, my line. And I'm not saying that anyone shouldn't do it. I wouldn't, like, judge someone for playing it or not. But that's the kind of, yeah, for Dude, me. it's not right. Because that's when I'm constantly playing it and thinking about it a lot of the time. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure you played it on the way here. I cycled here. Did you play it while you were cycling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I really want to be able to cycle with like no hands. There's people on their phone like just texting being like... Yeah, I used to be able to do that. No hands? Yeah, no hands. Oh my God. In a straight line. I couldn't turn a corner or anything. But... Yeah, people would just be like, no, I can't really do it. I always thought I had a really good sense of balance. Mm. Turns out I don't. I've got quite... Not a poor, it's not great, but I have just a very low sense of gravity. so like yeah falling over and stuff wasn't that much just because I got big legs Mm. well it happens doesn't it Um, but yes back in London with my switch and my animal crossing and a new beard well yeah it'll go when I lose weight oh really I like the beard you know no I don't really like it Um, it just gets too itchy are you doing anything to maintain it absolutely not that's a problem well I don't want to keep it well, I mean, you still need to like moisturize it now that you have it. Oh. The world is too complicated for me to certain buy beard moisturizer. Anyway, I'll maybe look at it. I don't really like it. It'll, it will get. I meant to cut it this morning to be fair, but I slept in. So yeah, that's not that's the lie. I was playing on my cross now. I want to get a bed. <laughs> See, that's bad. And then like if it's like before bed and stuff like that as well. Like if you're in your bed, like playing like the switch. Oh, I was fishing till about. 12 o'clock last night. Jordan was doing that. Like, no, like he, when he got his switch for the first time, he said he was playing until like 5am. Mm. Oh no, I, I do, the latest I think I played it to is about 1 o'clock. Mm. No. Um, and that's when I didn't have work the next day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, he had work and he was just playing it, playing oh, it, playing no. at 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, at the beginning of that lockdown, when I first started playing the PlayStation, 2 o'clock was at like the latest. That mm. I did it and I was like, no, I've got to stop this. Yeah. I've got I to stop I, this. I played the PlayStation late once and I was like, no, I, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a teenager. No, I know. I wish I were now. Isn't it? Life is so hard. Well, I don't count this year, so I'm still 24. You're still 24? 34. Oh. 24. Yeah, 24. 24. You don't count this year? So, like, well, how's your week been, Ash? My week? I'm um, in the office already. Yeah, well, the week's, the week's been pretty chaotic. So I was off work Monday, whole drama getting the Switch. Then... You took a whole day off to get the Switch? Well, I had two days to use, so I took the day off and then just wanted to spend it with mum. I was supposed to get it on Sunday, so <clears> mum and I could spend the day together on Monday, but then it didn't arrive. So when I went mm. drove all the way to get it, it wasn't in the store. And they're like, we're really sorry. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, don't know. And I was like, okay. So then I got back home. Then I got a message the next morning to say it's not arrived. So to go all the way back up to the store. Um, What's all the way? Well, it's the near store would be for, for the Switch would have been probably 30 minute drive away. So. Kind of long, but not kind of long, but still it's stuck on. Yeah. With everything included, it's still an hour and a half. 
Yeah, exactly. It was, it was yeah, it was. Well, I was up in downtown Nara because I got up first because the store opened. Like, <laughs> plus, there's when you get in, it just takes longer because everyone's social distancing. But yeah, yeah. Um, then I flew here on Wednesday, which the airport was mad. Like the the airport was mad in the sense it was very quiet, but EasyJet, which I think might be the only airline running from the airport, was just so busy and there was not a spare seat in the flight. So what was it like? What Rammed. It, could, it weren't like, they have like spaces. No, it? you think? No, I thought they had like, if there was a row of three, they'd be like seat, space, seat or something like that. Or... No. no. You sit next to someone. I was sitting, <gasps> there was somebody at every angle. Stop me. it. No, 100%. There was a few spare seats and because the flight was so busy, uh, there wasn't enough overhead baggage room the flight attendants seatbelted bags into the spare seats. That cannot be within their guidelines, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was just like, no. no. Yeah. Well, that's what they did. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. So you just had to keep your mask on, and that was pretty much the only provision. Keep your mask on the whole time, yeah. And the guy next to me was like, like he fought, you know those people who think the armrest is theirs rather than it's like a shared armrest? Well, this is the problem with the world when they put this one little thin thing for well, people's arms. Yeah, well, it's pointless. It's more barrier than anything else. Yeah. But he's just there like, I'm like, <laughs> people who are listening don't know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, anyway, essentially just pushing him back over his arm line. Um, this guy diag- diagonally this way had his mask here. Some people do that though, they, and he's just covering his mouth, not his nose, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I forget to look and see. You're like, mine. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, and then I was like, <laughs> but she was like, <laughs> and then this happened. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> people are stupid though, people still do that, like, just yeah. have it like below their nose, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was... anyway, but yeah, I can't it was believe busy. that. Yeah, my mum was really angry actually. Not me, but like just saying that's absolutely stupid. Like there should be spaces, there should be, you know. I thought um, that's what they had to do. I mean, I, I guess things are changing as time goes on, but. It w- it felt weird being that close to strangers. 100%. Because um, I was on the tube the other day, the underground, and then it wasn't me, but like this woman was sitting like a couple of seats down from me. And then this other bitch came and sat next to her, right next to her. <laughs> the empty carriage. <laughs> no, it was busy, you know. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to say, when I commuted to work, I left work for work at half eight on Thursday morning, and I was expecting the worst in the tube, and it was so quiet. I think there's maybe two other people in my carriage. But you get the northern line. Northern line, yeah. Coming from the south up, that's usually chock mm. block. The city is dead, though. Like it's more like busy. The central line is busy because it's going into like the West End. Yeah. Okay. And stuff like that. But I think the city is quite dead. Um, the city. Is, it, I. Oh, I know. I work in the city, so it literally is. Ghost time. Mm, it's Bye. okay. It's nice cycling through it. Um, but I can believe. And like, it's not. So this poor woman just like sat there and didn't say anything while this other woman sat next to her. And I was a bit like. Mm. The woman that sat next to her was larger. And I think she was um, relatively like, mature in age. So potentially she may have needed a seat. Mm. I just think she should ask as if it was like someone already sitting there. You know, like on the tube and just be like, oh, can I sit mm. here? And then I'd be like, okay, well, yeah. But I don't know whether she, you know, was less able to, to stand. But, um, yeah, it's just weird. Just so that... And she wasn't wearing a mask either, the one that sat next to her. No. Mm. I see some people don't wear masks. And I'm like, I'm sure everyone has to wear masks. 
It's quite a difficult habit because from Friday, mm. I don't know if it's the same in Northern Ireland, but what, from Friday here, the 25th or something, you, you need to wear a mask in like every shop. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to get into the habit like I carry it everywhere. Yeah, I've got two in my bag. It takes me like an hour, a full hour to get used to wearing a mask, I would say. What do you mean get used to it? I was in a, um, like, I put it on and I feel like, I, I feel it, I'm aware of it over my mouth. Mm. Um, it's harder to breathe. It feels like where I sometimes I have to like open it and breathe out the bottom just because mm. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. and then eventually like I get used to it because we went to this like um, masculinity exhibition at the Barbican mm. and there are people there and you have to wear your mask the whole time. So we were there for two hours. Oh, okay. um, so it took me a, like a long time, I would say, to like feel okay like wearing the mask, I guess mm. is what I mean. Well, as soon as you get in the airport, you have to put the mask on and then throughout the flight, you wear the mask and then until you get out to the airport to the side. And then because I went straight from the airport onto a train, I had to wear the mask into London. Mm. So the first time I got to not wear the mask, I, mean, I did cheat a little bit on the train into London when it was me and some other person. They're so, nice and dead, like the rail. Yeah. So she was at the other end, so I brought down a bit. Um, but yeah, it, I guess we, I see I see what you mean. It, it, you used, but it is, it actually is quite hard to breathe in them. I don't know if it's because of the humidity in London as well. but It's, it's been mad recently. Yeah, it's disgusting. But Anyway, that was my week. How was your week? It's been quite an eventful week. Go for it. Um, I had my final call about being made redundant. Ooh. So that was... I had like my second call a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I'd spoken about it or anything. Because um, like, when you're being made redundant, you have these consultations. Mm-hmm. So the you know the business will speak to you and call to you and talk about your options and and like potential outcomes and stuff, and so on my second one that was like really like I don't want to say traumatic because it's not staying with me but it was very emotional like honestly in the middle of a a work call I broke down massively like sobbing I had to stop, um, and and that was quite difficult I found that quite hard because it's never happened to me before. Was there many people on the call? Two others. I was in my manager and then the head of HR. Right. What on the call? My manager started crying as well. Um, and then, so we had the final call on Monday, basically just saying, like, given everything that blah, 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 there is no correct alternative for you to fill in, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So you will be made redundant and we'll send out, like, the, like the terms or whatever it is, you know, like, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was on Monday. Um, and I've kind of already, ex- like, I still have, like, my feelings, whatever, but in terms of moving forward, I've, I feel like I've been able to, like, start think. well, already thinking about, you know, it's not the worst thing, actually, is everything's, like, an opportunity, and, you know, I've done, yeah, I, we've known, or maybe I've needed to leave for a long time, but I think mm. I can get really comfortable um, in places, and I've been there for such a long time, so, yeah, um, but that was something that we sort of had to just like go through, I guess. Mm. Um, I got to see my mum after a while. She was a bit like, I couldn't see her because I went, me and Ed went to like the beaches and stuff like that and they were quite busy. Mm. And so she said, and she was in a bad mood. So she was like, oh, I can't see her. So we got to see her. So we spent like quite a few hours because I hadn't seen her for like three or four weeks, which is mm. quite different because Cindy and I were both in the same city. Like it's, I was going every week mm. um, and we speak and stuff like that. So it was really nice spent seeing my mum and that made me really happy. Um, I got a job interview, ah. which is good, which I was surprised about because already, I've already started applying for like new jobs and yeah. seeing what's out there. So yeah, um, and I booked like a professional training course. Nice. Yeah, 
So that's like an eight to 12 month course kind of thing. Like, and it's an accreditation of what I want to do. And I kind of been putting that off as well. And I thought, you know, start doing that. So like overall, the week's been like really, really strong. But like there were like bits at like the beginning where it was like quite difficult. Yeah. Or, like, even in the past couple of weeks, I guess, because um, I mean, you were speaking a couple of weeks ago about like going through some of like the, like the challenging times and all that sort mm. of stuff. And I think I was going through like a similar sort of thing at the same time, just because of like the redundancy was quite looming. Mm. Have you've never? I know that you've definitely like your work has always been because you do contract work for a lot of it. There are periods, um, so I don't know whether it is like a similar or same feeling when you're in or out of work or like the risk. Um, it's no. I, I mean, I, I can't relate because when you when you do freelance work, you you know there's a set end date. Then they might move and move and move, but you know you're not fully employed there. So yeah, I've never been made, I've never been moved on it. I've been fired, but not made redundant. So. You've been fired? Yeah, incorrectly. And then the guy asked me to, yeah. So basically, when I, my very first job, I was a barman, and they said that they thought I was stealing. They thought there was basically this something went down. We, me and a few friends went up for drinks, and one of the guys who was with us had arranged the barman that so one of the new barmen that we would we all worked in this establishment in the same place so we were kind of so we all we don't bought drinks the barman had arranged with one of the guys with us to not put the money through the till and then they'd split it afterwards <gasps> yeah do you know about this before you were I didn't in? know about this oh so I was God. going to pay <clears> my <throat> money thinking I was buying four beers with four of us and there's three there's four, four of us and three of us were obviously the same thinking but this other guy was like Whatever. But he was going to split it between them two. Between two of them, yeah, because we didn't know about it. Naughty. Yeah. So the owner walks in, sees all his beer, goes check, and then checks the till history, and obviously all the beers aren't wrong in. And so we all get fired. We all work out, so we all get fired. Um, and then we all we all have to get called, like, interviewed and stuff, and I was like, well, I didn't know anything about it. So um, I don't really... Like, I can't do anything because I went up and paid my money. If you check the camera, you'll see me paying money. Mm. but yeah he didn't he didn't we got fired and then after after that it sort, sort of turned out that he changed his mind and then believed me that I didn't wasn't involved and then he his I was chatting to his girlfriend at the time and she said oh if you come ask for your job back you'll get it back and I'm like mm, I don't think I should ask for my job back I think I should be offered the job back oh yeah yeah so because this wasn't my fault no so, not at all so yeah but I didn't I then started working the solicitor firm instead I've never had anything like that. I mean, I don't know what, like, I guess things are different when we first had jobs even, like, 15 years ago or, you know, whatever it is. Because, like, employment law wouldn't even allow you just to fire someone just like that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, not in, not in this country. Oh, yeah. Well, back then I was working for £2 an hour. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap old barman. I work. know. I remember those jobs. My first one was, well, I think we've done this before on the pod, but about £3.63 an hour. <laughs> I was balling. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I loved rich. it during the summer. Imagine. Yeah. Oh my god. I used to work all week for like a hundred quid, and be like, yes, it's awesome. Do you remember the first time you got taxed? Yeah. Or roughly thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was outraged. outraged. I don't go to the hospital half as much as I need to just to wear this money. Nah. Um. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Oh. Just to address it, yes, obviously we didn't post an episode last week. I just think um, with me getting ready to come back to London and just your schedule being super strict. I had like a busy weekend. I can't remember yeah. what I was doing. Um, it just, yeah, we didn't get it done. So, soz. Soz, guys. It's like the first time we've done that this year. 
Yeah, there was like a period where we were really struggling to get some episodes done. Yeah, um, that was before I lived here, though. Mm. Made, when we were face to face, made it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the first time this year. And I wanted to go for the full 30. But. C'est la vie. It's not life happens. Life happens. And that's what it is. Yeah. Um, are you. Are you happy that you're back, do you think? Yeah. So obviously in the last episode as well, we talked about me struggling a lot. I think what I decided to do after that was to not go on social media for a while. And I stayed off it for a long time. I mean, I, I flick on out of habit and then I realize what I'm doing and I turn it off again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll post on Instagram or I'll put something on Twitter, but I don't actually stay on there long enough to engage or read anything else. So yeah, I think that helped a lot. Um, chatting to you last that last thing was like a, just like a weight off my shoulder because I just felt like I don't I'm not caging anything in anymore. Mm. Um, and then just like the thought process of like spending more time with mom and then just getting ready to come back to London was really good. At the same time, roughly the gym's open, so I was able to go to the gym again. But disastrous, my because I've been working on my mom's dining room table for four months, my back was a mess. So anytime I do anything that was squat wise, I just get these horrible back pains. Oh god! To the point where I couldn't walk. I remember the first time we had to do these things, and I couldn't walk. And I, I literally, we were all supposed to go for like dinner afterwards, to like a little thing. And like, come on, Ash! I'm like, oh, no, I can't have to go. <laughs> so I ran to the car and sat in the car for twenty minutes, just in pain. Forty um, kilos is a lot to squat, though. Forty kilos? Yeah, is it's it? a heavy bar. Oh. He did good. Well, I was only doing nine kilos. Nine? <laughs> it was a wall balls. I was doing... Literally oh, they're balls. awful. Yeah, yeah, So we, we, I did about 80 of them, and my back was just in bits afterwards. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'm going tomorrow for the first time, because my one opens tomorrow. Which gym do you go to? Oh, actually, I've got Pure Gym. Oh, I might leave Pure Gym. Why? I just don't think they're going to handle this very well. I have no idea. Um, all my housemates have joined Gymbox. I don't have any money. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. Um, I don't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Like Gymbox is a good gym. You, I mean, no. you, use, you, you used mine for a while, didn't you? Gymbox. I used a pure gym. Pure gym, yeah. Yeah, pure yeah. gym. Yeah. Pure gyms are good. You use mine for a while. Yeah. There's um, quite a few around here, and I think it'll be okay. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, what makes me nervous is they don't have a booking system. Well, it says if it like fills up, then you can book it. Right. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. So I kind of want to book now and see, but mm. you can't have to wait until tomorrow morning and see. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Um, yeah. All good. Glad to be back in London. Feels nice. I am um, at 108 kilograms in weight. It's all beard. It is it's all beard. It's all beard. And I've started cycling today. I do like cycling, but it's tough. My legs are sore coming up over London Bridge. I was like, oof. But yeah, no, good. I'm going to buy myself a bike, I think. Um, I used Boris bikes today, uh, which was good, fun. Cycle to work and then cycle from work to here, which was good. But yeah, I'm going to buy a bike mm. and cycle more and get myself swelt as well. Well, like, yeah, because I haven't weighed myself and I probably should do. And my, I don't think a weight, like weighing myself isn't a true indication because I had so much muscle last time, mm. like before of this. So putting on fat bodies and muscle, I think I feel like I should weigh there about the same, but only because like my body composition has changed. Mm. But I started like um, I basically started an eating routine, and mm. so I don't like to use the word diet, I guess, because it has like 
full on meals, but they're set meals and stuff that you have to make. Um, and the meals are really nice, just the portion sizes are, are quite a lot smaller than I'm used to. Yeah. Um, which is a, a challenge. But the food is actually delicious. Um, I walked to my mum's the other day. From here? From here. How long is that? An hour and 45 minutes. Oof. Yeah, out, out of choice. Oof. I chose to do that. Just because. So, well, I lo- I, you love walking. I mean, it's one of my things. Well, the week before, um, we, uh, me and um, two of my friends, we went to um, the coast. Oh, I've seen and the pictures. Walk, and yeah. that was a three and a half hour walk. See, this is uh, good. When you come to hills. Ireland, you'll be loving the walk on the beach, up on the mountains. The only issue is, is I understand why people have like such horrific feet. So after I did the first walk, I got blisters. It's because your body's not used to all this uh, walking. I have no calluses. <laughs> <laughs> They're so smooth yeah, and so nice and soft. Too much moisturising. Yeah, yeah. You need to stop moisturising that skin. I'm not doing it. No, I'm not having it. Um, and yeah, when I went to my mum's, only about, like I'd say like the last 40 minutes of it, mm. I start, it started to get like friction where people would normally have like hard skin. Mm. So I, I don't know, like I need to balance, like do I need to allow my feet to get hard skin so that I can do some of these things more? Or do I continually have wonderfully soft feet i think you can still have well i think you can still moisturize but you'll still get calluses so it's whether you want to shave off your calluses or not oh that's so bad yeah they're so bad i used to get them right here i shave off my hands in there though yeah. when i need them because of that yeah um i don't like them no we well, you should shave them off because if they get well for gym work if you if you have big hard lumps you're swinging on a bar they rip off mm. and you see the crossfit crossfitters hands they're all ripped oh literally no. layers of skin just peeling right off it's gross no um should we jump in and talk about topicos yes This came up before we would have done our last episode, um, and there have been more articles about it recently. And this one's—I think this one's a difficult one because, like, I mean, we're so known for our level of research. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they say about our podcast. Yeah, they said this. <laughs> Those guys—they do the research. They communicate, they communicate their findings so well. Um, but this one's not our fault because there's not that much actual um, information in the world. I will say that, and it's still quite contentious. We want to talk about. So there was an article the Guardian had released and uncovered about um, some leaked news from World Rugby um, potentially banning transgender women from competing in sports with other women, uh, cisgender women, and it talks about um, this is talks about transgender men and what the rules are and then what the proposed ideas are and why they stand by them. Um, it's only a proposal and apparently in February there were some conversations with, there was just big workshops and forums with different people about how they can address and change because currently the rules are that um, transgender men mm. can compete with cisgender men uh, based on a fitness or physical that's not the current rules. That's what this the know, new one is. The proposed because currently they can just they don't have to do that at all, do they? They have to sign like a like a something that allows people don't have to in general. Yeah. But 
Um, if someone self-identifies, then it, they're not required to prove that they are basically able to play with men or women. Mm. You can self-identify uh, to a certain extent. Um, women, and it's following like the Olympics, the International Olympic IOC, they call it committee's mm. rules from like 2005 or something like that, um, that women will need to have 12 months on testosterone reducing, um, what's the word? Hormones. Hormones. That's the words. I'm really struggling with like individual words recently. There's specific words I'm really, and just in general, this is in life. It's because you're learning Italian and your first thought is to go to that Italian word. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but now there's like um, research into thinking that actually that 12 months still does not change um, completely the body composition of people that would have gone through puberty as a male or a man in that respect. Um, but because there's not so much research into it, people are offering their opinions um, about whether they should or shouldn't. And there's been, we've spoken about it before mm -hmm. and there've been people throughout the years that have said that um, people should be able to play and choose where they want to play. And people, there's a wrestler in high school in America who is, um, who ha is male mm -hmm. and is transgender from a female, um, but is forced to play with the cisgender females in the category. And she dominates but doesn't want to compete with the other women who mm. feels they should be able to. So that's an instance where they're being told that they can't play in the division that they would like to play in. Yeah. Um, well, there's also, there's that weightlift or the powerlifter, um, male to female, and she keeps winning everything. I haven't seen it on the Telegraph though. She did say that she backs... Because the Telegraph had to pay for it and I didn't pay for it, but she backed the idea that um, transgender women shouldn't compete with cisgender women. Really? Mm hmm Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I was looking for her and, and it only showed on the Telegraph and then... Um, it's so weird because sports come down to like contact sports or not contact sports. I mean, that's, and that's, I guess, in essence, what this rugby is about is the fact that it is a contact sport. Um... And it, I guess there, sh there, there shouldn't be one rule fits all for sports. But I think... I think it's... I think it's a shame that this is the consideration going. I, can think, I mean, again, if it came to professional level and people went off to like win world titles or whatever, um, I don't know. Definitely more research needs to be done. But I mean, bio biologically... It makes sense, but I'd also say it doesn't because you can get, you know, cisgendered uh, men who will go through puberty and they're still tiny. Mm -hmm. um, and you can have cisgendered women that go through puberty and they're absolute units. <laughs> um, I told you the story of the time I, <clears throat> we were in Hampstead for Sunday walk and we went to the pub and one of the tables reserved for a rugby team so we were all like oh let's sit next to this table because it's going to be absolute hottie fest <laughs> and in walks Hampstead's female <laughs> rugby team and we're like I mean they're not for me mm. but some of them were units well that's the thing because like, I mean even different like people regardless so I think like the rules they're saying that on average men 
and women are different. And they stated like stated some of the statistics like mm. um, men will always be fifteen percent faster than women, forty percent stronger, all these sorts of things. And it's like, well, that may be on average, but just within men and women and people in general, mm. the variety is so wide. One of the things about rugby that's so good is that it really caters to different people mm. um, of different sizes, speeds, strengths. Yeah. It literally is like position specific. Mm. Um, not all sports like that football isn't like that at all um, you don't get too many people that are um, thick and um, you know tend, people tend to be quite slim mm. and trim um, if you were to do something I don't know I know it's not contact sport but like distance running for example swimming mm. a lot of these sports um, might cater to certain types of body types that really tend to perform well rugby actually has across the board a lot of variation in terms of sizes and strengths and speeds so um, I think if you're going to do that then it needs to it can't just be because you're transgender, but then you need to understand the body composition of people just in general. And yeah. then like um, martial arts and things like that, boxing, do you do things by weight, mm. for example? Because the reason why they do that is they can see that there's advantages for someone who might be a heavyweight um, to someone who's like a featherweight. Yeah. You know, the reason why they do them for weight categories is to try and make it somehow a little bit fairer in that respect. Um, but just to say, because you're transgender, you will have an advantage. Mm. It's just like assumption upon assumption, I think. Yeah. It's it's sort of like to to be effective, it sort of needs to be done on a case by case level. But it's also unrealistic to do that. But you can't you can't but then at the same time you can't then create this rule that just sort of wipes it all out because it's just crazily not fair. I mean, I don't know if it's completely crazy at this point and, and rules do need to change in that, but I would be interested to see the number of um, transgender people that want to play rugby on different kinds of levels because arguably there'd be a level now at like professional and certainly when you're getting to like um, I think they're the, say it was your first time playing rugby mm -hmm. right so you might be joining the Kingshaw Steelers and you're coming to the pathway and, and um, as me or as somebody else someone someone who's never played rugby before um, the impact they may have will be a lot smaller than someone who is a professional who might genuinely help their team have an advantage over somebody else mm. right and i think potentially at this time in our lives given the number of people that may compete at a semi-professional or a high level you can take that by case basis mm. someone had written that they think there should be some provisions or some restrictions but just not an all-out ban um which i think is fair because it's such it's so unknown that maybe there needs to be if you are significantly larger than the average, like, I don't know, of your team or the mm. teams that you're playing and the level that you're playing, then it would make a difference. Mm. I think things like that, but not just to say that men and women are 20 to 30% more likely to damage each other based on some unknown statistic. Yeah. There's not enough research into it, obviously, no. but to then to impose that ban. To go backwards. The biggest thing for me is actually the cultural impact, I would say. So, at the early of the week, with my like, redundancy calls and stuff, I was like super, super sensitive. And same with like social media. Great audio as the helicopter goes past. We get them a lot. I think it's the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, so people maybe, um, yeah, being transported over. I hope you're okay. Touch um, wood. Same with social media. I, the article would come out and I couldn't really find anything else because The Guardian was like the very first one to do it. Mm. So stupidly, I went onto Twitter just to see what it would say. And I, was, I had to delete it immediately after Twitter. You delete Twitter? After going on Twitter to look at what people had to say about 
the article that the Guardian had done. It was stupid. It was so dumb yeah. because people. It was just an excuse for people to be transphobic. Yeah. Like just to just to go out of their way to say these men should not be allowed to play in a women's sport. They're going to hurt our women. You know. Um, all these frauds, these fakes, and all that sort of shit. You know, these beasts. You know, who wants a six foot five man um, tackling a five foot two woman? And it's just like that. That's why I think it's important. It gives like an excuse for people just to, to their like thoughts. And that, I think that's a big, big issue. It's, it's not just mm. necessarily about the sport, which I think it, it won't have such an impact on such a grand scale that we have to fundamentally change sport as it is. Although mm. research needs to be done, I think those kind of actions allow close-minded people to um it supports their ideals yeah about what they think about transgender people because it is restrictive the wording is restrictive it's not you know saying okay these are the options based on the information that's saying you cannot do this and you will not be allowed to do this mm. basically and and i think that's like more of the impact than just the sport itself potentially mm. yeah i mean it's hard to think uh, i mean you know as you say, we research a lot, but we just couldn't find anything on this this time. But it's um, it is it's it's so hard because I can't even you know it's it's not our job to find a solution to it, but it's there's definitely playing devil's advocate an argument on the reverse to say at a professional level, I think. I I personally would say that I don't think anyone who has gone through any sort of transition should be allowed to play at a professional level. Given off the information I have, it's sort of like, and the way I look at it is, people are born with certain advantages. You know, tall people go on to play basketball. As somebody who's five foot eleven, I'll never play professional basketball because I'm just not tall enough. Um, and that's the way I look at it. You know, if you're going on to play a professional sport, and it's, I guess maybe it's it, it's different in something that's non-contact because again, it's it's not so much about the performance level; it's about the injury level. Yeah, they're saying that there's a twenty thirty percent more risk in a tackle yeah. that um, a transgender man will cause on to a. But, which again, which again, we mentioned not recording. It seems sort of disregards. The, everyone we're taught at rugby about safe tackling it just regards any sort of actual like skill level based on it and it goes purely on um, an average or a mean size of people yeah so forget the fact that because we're talking about basketball for example and although it isn't a contact sport per se um, there is a certain level of contact and it's a sport but um, there are players I mean I follow basketball so I know yeah, a lot of the know. players but there are literally some. there are 5 foot 11 players who are world class Hmm. who have gone and will go down in history as the best players I've ever played. Who? Um, Isaiah Thomas Michael is Jordan. a player. Michael Jordan is now he's six foot five, I think. Sure? Yeah, well, I'm not sure. He's tall, looks taller than I look taller than him. You do, yeah, you are taller than him. <laughs> um, there's this like uh, Chinese player, like the most famous Chinese player called Yao Ming, and he was seven foot five, and he was excellent. But then people started to picking players that were seven foot four, seven foot three, just because they were tall, but actually yeah. couldn't survive in the NBA at that high level. Um, but that being said, the short players are at a disadvantage, but they have the ability and the potential to perform at a higher level and actually be an anomaly in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Right? but if I don't get, as a short player, if I don't get 
picked because there's taller people with the advantage. There's nothing I can do about it. No, 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 no. And there are things like that. There are assumptions made in like sports of all kinds anyway, just to say that, you know, bigger players, people do have advantages for being six foot one, six foot two in rugby. Like it's just, it's, you know, you want people that match up with the other players and all this sorts of stuff. And sports are always really difficult. But to your point as well, what's nice about rugby is that it caters for all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And the contact element is like the biggest, biggest part of it. I just think it just needs a bit more consideration because it isn't as, within rugby in itself, within a cisgendered situation, the variety is already huge. Yeah. Like, it's already... Uh, and someone was talking about, like, Japan versus South Africa um, in the World Cup. Japan oh, was yes. smaller. That, you know, yeah. and, you know, on <laughs> average, like, that. Japanese people and... That was you know, such a good game. Um, Asian people tend to be smaller just in size and stature, just in general. Like, yeah. you know, if you go there, you'll see um, generally a lot smaller and the team is smaller. Um, Faster. And they won. Yeah. That was such a good game. Oh my god! Yeah, we missed a flight. No, we were going to miss a flight. We were me and Adam were in Cologne, and we thought we'd watch the first half of the game and then go to the airport, and we'll go back to our hotel, our Airbnb, then go to the airport with loads of time. But the game was ridiculously interesting. That yeah. I was like, we can't leave, and he wanted to watch it, and he doesn't even like it. But the game uh, was that excited. Yeah. We were so late. We had to get a cab back to the Airbnb, which was a hundred euros. I get a cab to the airport, which is oh. more. <laughs> I just watch it in the clubhouse. So long. No, no. no. With Chris Buckmaster. He was fuming. He was excellent. But um, I think just blanket rules, just like, consider, I think there is a certain level of like cultural impact as well as like um, the actual safety. I wouldn't want there to be a door, an open door into saying that people can be transphobic because then there are a whole bunch of assumptions. Mm. Um, and rugby, is, rugby as a sport has done so much to be so inclusive. It seems a shame that this is coming out and it's mm. potentially going to tarnish what is a very inclusive sport. And I just read now that that would actually be the first, um, like, union, I don't know what the word is, union of, like, um, society of, like, a sport, an institution, to impose a ban like this. Mm. So you think about, like, football, which is, like, a vile, horrible sport, and people in it can be vile and horrible as well. Um it seems to be like, I feel like the the sports that are the most aggressive and the most context-filled are the ones that have a bit more tolerance because like mixed martial arts and like um, UFC mm. tend to have and have had transgender people competing. Um, everyone's really tolerant, really respectful to an extent, not everybody obviously. Mm. Um, but, and I th yeah. yeah, and I think there's something in it, isn't it? Like where you know you need to actually hurt people almost in a way. What is that old saying about Rugby and football? Rugby's a thug game for gentlemen and football's a gentleman's game for thugs. That's it. I would have got the two mixed up. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have been um, like, football is for people <laughs> and rugby is for other people. No. And I wouldn't go so far as to say that because, you know, there are a lot of people that do like football and stuff. Yeah, of it, course. Yeah. But there is a mentality of certain things. Um, it's just, and it's a bit, I don't know. But then it's going, the fact that men can just play and they just have to opt in transgender men then saying that they're already going to be a lot smaller and weaker and slower. So, do you know what? If they want to play, then they're, they're happy for them to opt into mm. um, wanting to be at 20 to 30% risk, apparently. Um, well, I guess it, in the, in that scenario, it's if going by the way they think, and again, not what I think, but if they're saying that it's that person's own risk at injury versus 
this other person injuring other people. Mm. So if it's okay to sign a disclaimer. So if you're hoping to injure, open to injury, then it's fine. I mean, I get injured rugby all the time. Jesus, hospitalized. Absolutely, we yeah. all do. I'm playing with guys. I mean, I guess I'm kind of different because I'm really heavy, but very short of limb. Mm. Um, but there are people that we're playing on my team are six foot six, and what there's no disadvantage or advantage mm. for me playing. You know, maybe six foot one people that run so fucking fast. Yeah. And I've seen small people, petite people, tackle massive people mm. safely in the spirit of the game. It's just so weird. It's such a uh, disappointment. There is a petition open as well that you can sign up to just to say that, to reject the idea about these. And a lot of the um, rugby teams in IGR, which is the International Gay Rugby Union, sort of um, gay rugby, I don't know if they're union, but rugby union sort mm. of um, organisation have posted not even like i would say like really strongly which is great like being like it's an absolute disgrace it's disgusting um and i would say go so far to say that i feel like it's that that level as well yeah like i think it's really unacceptable based on the things that they'd said um because it doesn't take into account a lot of things but they are putting money into researching at world rugby good they need to they are now because this got leaked and everybody jumped over it I was thinking about this, about anything that's leaked. I don't believe that anything can just be leaked accidentally, right? I don't believe that. I'm a cynic in that sort of respect. Somebody goes into the office at the weekend with a moustache on and be like, email, oops. Oh, yeah, yeah, or like someone just sees it. Like, I always think that in these situations, because it happens in um, NBA a lot in sports, oh, the leaked news that this person might be going to this team. Yeah. Or, you know, they're thinking about this. And it's always, but then they always refer to the fact that, oh, this person's agent wanted this news to come out so that then mm. these people can start getting worried. And I think that about this, like someone would have been within this email thread and was just like, I don't believe in this shit. I'm about to tell someone. But I'm going to do it anonymously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people don't... I guess that is leaked. What is it? What's that? What was, what's the whistleblower? Is that the right term? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are whistleblower policies that you have in workplaces as well. Yeah. yeah, you can't be. You can't... Well, I mean... What do you mean you can't be a whistleblower? No, you can be. You can't be... Um, you can't... Not retribution. What's the words? Reprimanded. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're like certain protections. So if someone oh. did find out, they can't then say, okay, well, you've done this, and now we're going to put, you know, we're going to do this action as a business. Is that um, whistleblower's like anonymity, isn't it? It seems strange. Well, I get, unless... Uh, yeah. Why do you think it's strange? I don't know. But then I guess it comes down to the, the detail of the information. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. I imagine, like, what if somebody's going off to a competitor saying, here's whatever it is, then that... But that's not whistleblowing, I guess. That's not, no. no. And that would be, like... Fireable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. No, but say if, like... So don't do that, guys. <laughs> say if your boss was, like, sexually assaulting you. Okay, yeah. Um, You can raise a grievance, but then you, they'd have to know who their accuser is. Whereas a whistleblower would be like, listen, I need to tell you that this is happening to me, but I don't want it to happen because it will affect mm. what happens at my workplace. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's quite important to be able to do that. Thank you, whoever works at... Our world rugby, our what is it? RFU? Who? This is world rugby who have done this. Okay, so yeah, thank you whoever whistleblowed this out. <laughs> yeah, a little secret squirrel mask on going in. I really wish there was a lot more into because we speak about sports quite often sometimes, and the fact that it's one of the only real things where is that your tummy? You're talking, is that your life? <laughs> My tummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's one of those only things where, yeah, like, I guess to a certain extent, nature really does take, you know, 
yeah. there are assumptions about how smart people are and the level of work they can do when it comes to um, your gender, your race, mm. um, where you grew up, all of these sorts of things, which for the most part are just untrue. It's just about the opportunity and situation you're in. So the fact that there are fewer women in powers of position bears no relevance on their gender. It's um, in terms of what they're able to do. Mm. Whereas sport, there are restrictions. Like, But that, again, is that for the, a lot of it an elite level. You know, um, and that's why sometimes I remember there's conversations about whether tennis players should be able to, but there's still a difference between male tennis players and female tennis players, for example. There's still differences in athletics. Um, you know. Oh, do you mean if they can compete compete against each other? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then who knows? There might be different sports. It's difficult to know which, which sports. But then things like shooting, for example. I know I don't know whether it's sport or not, but the Olympics, like mm. anyone can compete against anyone. Arguably, I know mm. nothing about shooting. I don't. No, I don't know, I don't know. But I just assume if you've got a gun, it's about aim. Yeah, it's more yeah. arrow now, isn't it? Not a gun. No, they're shooting like guns in the Olympics. In a sport, a sport. No. Yeah. That's barbaric. It is. Um, I think of tennis. I mean, it's hard as well because, to me, the greatest tennis player of the world is a female. But then some people thought that Serena Williams might be the only person who might be able to compete with the men. There's actually a, a film. She's so powerful. She's brilliant. There's a film called The Battle of the Sexes based on a real event, which Emma Stone is in as, and I don't know the details because I don't really follow tennis, but it's about a male versus a female comp. Club or competition in particular? A challenge. Mm. Like, I think it was the best female versus the best male. Yeah. Steve Carell and Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. I've never yeah. seen it. Never seen it. It's called Battle of the Sexes. Mm. Someday, maybe. I wonder what other sports. I feel like a bow and arrow. That's got some sort of like strength involvement, I guess. Length. If you can, like, if you've got long arms, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But shooting a gun, yeah. Dressage. Well, no, because well, yeah, maybe. I was gonna say lighter people are better on horses, aren't they? Yeah, but you, I mean, jockeys are already small. Mm. I know that's not dressage. I'm too, I'm too heavy to be a jockey. 100. percent That's not fair. Things like 60 kilos. No, that's not even one of my arms. You've got tiny arms. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the waist that is large. My little stick legs, stick arms, and big belly. You do have a frame, though. It doesn't look ridiculous. Mm, I've got broad shoulders. Exactly. Um, I look like a telly dobby. But the beard looks good. You look like a farmer now. Um, how's your grinder been since you've been back? I have not been on it. Lies. I swear. I swear. I've not. I've not been on it once. Did you have any um, online Zoom dates? No. Would you have any online Zoom dates? No. I went to this um, party on Friday. And this, one of Ed's friends, well, a friend, I don't know, some, some person that was there, mm. um, now has a girlfriend that they went on. Their first 10 dates were all over Zoom. Oh, they got to meet in real life? Then they got to meet in real life, and then, yeah. They they didn't make, like, this statement being together after the 10 dates on Zoom, but 10 whole dates, that's mad, isn't it? That's crazy. No, I, I've i stayed off. I, I And I say accidentally. I genuinely did accidentally blow it up. Um, I, again, habit, like, you know what I was saying earlier on? I loaded up Facebook. On, on your iPhone, it just, for some reason, these, even though I've not used the apps in ages, they've stayed in my most used. Um, and I think Dave, my housemate, was talking about me. Fucking hell! 
<laughs> squirrel. Squirrel nearly killed me. <laughs> um, there's a squirrel in Matt's garden. I just, like squirrels. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So he said about scruff and I was like, blah, blah. And then just loaded it up out of instinct. Like Then I just switched it off again. I think it's easier to stuff lying certain things. Like I go on Instagram a lot less at the moment. I like Instagram is the one I like the most, but again, I I get I don't read much on it. I just mm. visually look at pictures now rather than look at the politics. Yeah. Um, that fucking squirrel's doing my head in. It's quite scared. We get a fox going ahead as a whole that the fox has to go through. Um, now we get a few animals. Considering there's no real grass or anything. Go, go away. Look at him. I think it's really cute. He's going to jump. Oh. Put something in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all about meeting people in real life now. I'm fucking, that squirrel is just doing my head in. Just jumping about. Anyway, yeah, I'm all about meeting people in real life. I'll not look at it. <laughs> meeting people in real life. <laughs> so I can, um, I don't know, I just, I can, when I when I when the lockdown started, we start, I was still chatting to people, and I realized there is no point chatting to you because I'm not going to meet you in any near future. Mm. Um, and there was like one guy. Do you remember you messaged? Who's that guy? And I said, Oh, that that, that, that. yeah. yeah. You know, he messaged me the other day when he seen I was back in London. I was like, Oh, let's meet up. And I'm like, I'm really not in the mood to meet anyone at the minute. And he's like, Okay, me neither. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, obviously not. <laughs> right. no, I thought that too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, I was just—I don't know. I don't—I don't know. It'll take me a while, I think, to get in. Plus, I don't know because I don't want to go and. I'm nervous about being like. I hugged you. I hugged Drew yesterday. I'm like all these people that I have to hug. Yeah, I have to. Well, no, but I want to. Like, I want to hug my friends. So, yeah, I think I made a rule, kind of. Well, I didn't hug anyone until my mum hugged me the other day. She was like, come on, we're having a hug. Because I haven't hugged her like for a while. She's yeah. like, no, we're going. Um, but then we went to this like wedding party on Friday. and I didn't know anyone. So I was like, nope. no, thank you. You don't have a choice of me. I hang out with you anyway, don't I? Yeah, pretty much. I did ask. Although they all, they all, people go like, oh, do you know These people were men. I was like, I've literally never met you before. <laughs> so no. But then... I don't feel bad about it if I don't. Whereas, like, Ed was like, oh, he, honestly, he was like half an hour, like, quite stressing. And he was mm. like, I just feel really, really embarrassed. And, like, I don't want to hug, and everyone's coming over to hug. And I was like, I wish I felt that. Why? Well, I don't wish. But I was like, I, there's absolutely nothing in me that feels like I should be hugging these people. People ask me if I'm hugging. Like, Drew asked me yesterday if I'm going to hug. And I'm like, yeah, I'll hug. My boss asked if I wanted to hug. And I was like, yeah, I'll hug. You're the person at risk. I've realized this afterwards because you're like, Northern Ireland is the one. And then you've been on this fucking plane full of people. Said again. You first you said Northern Ireland was peaking. Yeah, it is. And then you're on this plane full of Northern Irish people. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm fine. You don't know. I do know. Well, your taste hasn't left you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat anything. Well, well. <laughs> My mum, honestly, I went to see my mum on Wednesday and she cannot help herself, right? So we were there for four hours. Then she was like, let me just walk you to the tube. And I get there. And then she's just like, you have put on weight, haven't you? And I was like, we've been oh. here for four hours. We've been here for four hours. You couldn't just keep it. And I was like, yes, I know. I did. All right. I know I did. Everybody has. 
you should, and then she's like, you have to, and we have you, bye. It was, honestly, <laughs> we were minutes from like the tube, and she was like, I'll walk you. She could not. <laughs> She'd been holding it in, obviously. Yeah. My mum's like, that. normally, I used to be in the old days, so I'd show up, she goes, God, you look big, don't you? And I'm like, okay, thank you. That's a good welcome. I want to hear that. Uh, tell people, but she, she tried her best. She mm. did. She could not help herself. I was like, <laughs> I walked all the way here, okay? <laughs> Does it not show? Honestly, I'm so thin right now. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> here's to another week, Matt. This week's going to be good. And although the podcast will come out the day after, on Friday, next Friday, it's 29 degrees and sunny in London. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we need to get some tanning. Um yeah, I'm going to be doing that. I'm really dark at the moment anyway, I would say. But... You do look dark. Yeah. Mm. We're going to get some more sun. Although, um, I've got now I've got a new um, skin guru. Oh. Um, someone that, like, used to play with the Steelers and stuff, and then he always posts about it, and he's got wonderful skin. Who's this? Um, Anthony, it's called. Don't know. Mm, probably. I'll show you a picture afterwards. Um, and he was telling me about a bunch of products yesterday. And I was like, I need to try some of these. Vitamin C needs to be the new one. Don't he says that you should just wash your face with a, like a warm flannel in the mm. morning instead of like face washes and stuff. And he said about this particular ingredient that takes away your natural oils. Yeah, somebody else told me about that. So I, that's what I do for flannel in the morning. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm gonna doing that. No, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I think now. Um, I've been using my derma roller, my my whatever you call it, the the needle thing. Oh, I don't know if it's. And someone was like, "Does it do anything?" I said, like, "I have no idea." But now Campbell did it. So I mean. She looks, she still looks amazing. The first couple of times my skin, my face was genuinely sore, you know. It's so sore. I was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah but it's getting used to it now. I've gone two days on. a week. Ah, uh, Your hair's looking very full, though. I only used it once. <laughs> so it's not. Okay. You don't have to lie to me. Um, I don't think it looks bad. Anyway, Matt, thank you for another lovely episode. Yes. Um, welcome back to my hometown. Mm. Um, you nice are a guest. Back. Yeah, I know. And hopefully, yeah, we get back soon on Island soon. Do you know what we... Oh, no. I'll tell you what's I was going to say, there might be a potential visitor from Northern Ireland here. Oh, my God. Is Sean coming? <laughs> is it? Uh, no, my mom. Uh, <laughs> I was at the space in my room. and my bed. What, in between you and your boyfriend? Okay, listen, bitch. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm uh, Um... Thanks everyone for listening. Have a lovely week. Yeah. And let's catch up again next week. Bye.